1: Is this the man who wrecked the buffet at the Gutters Club? Hey, oh, Kevin Goatee here, folks. Listen, we've had an amazing stretch of guest picking amazing films that people love, made a lot of money, critically acclaimed. This week, boy, that streak sure is intact because Brittany Miggs comes on to take on what some people call one of the greatest comedies of our time, and that is... Annie Hall. Yes, the film that inspired many, many women in improv to dress like that, unfortunately. We're going to see if that nebbish Woody Allen has got it still up his sleeves after 50-some years. Is it 50? I don't even look. Dave Quist from the Blockbuster Mentality is going to join me as guest co-host. And boy, oh boy, we're going to make heads or tails out of this. So let's see what's up with Annie Hall.
0: Gathering.
1: I hate white people. You people are rednecks. I hate rednecks. That means I'm enjoying this shit. Dave, quiz of the Blockbuster Mentality Podcast. How goes it, sir?
2: Going well, KG. And I'm going to guess Django Unchained. That is not
1: Django Unchained. Britt Miggs from Strong Island. What's up, Britt? What is up? Do you know what quote that film
2: or what movie that quote is from?
3: No, but Dave just got it. So well, maybe-
2: I think—is it Blazing Saddles?
3: No, damn it! <laughs> the answer is forty-eight hours. Uh, Wouldn't have
1: guessed that. Yep, I rewatch never get these. Rewatch it. <laughs> you I tell you what? You taking Israel's spot in the "I can't get these quotes right" department? <laughs> nailing it. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Dave Quiz, Brittany Miggs, we are here. Thanks again for coming to Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast, the best movie review slash movie debate podcast we have out there on the intranets. Why? Because we invite a guest to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. But here's the twist. The film must meet one of these criteria. widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success why do I say this? Because the YouTube algorithm needs all this dumb information at the top. Hence why. Brittany Miggs has chosen a film. I can't believe Dave It has taken this long to get to this film, let alone one of this director's films. Oh, yeah. Annie Hall from Woody Allen. We are now probably at our 200th or thereabouts 200 episode in, and no Woody Allen films quite yet. I am surprised as a guy from the Northeast – Surprised that someone has not try to come on here with pitchforks and whatnots about what yeah, Particularly for the
2: year that it came out
1: as well. Well, we will discuss yes. that. We yeah. will discuss that. So, Brittany Meigs, excellent selection. Annie Hall, a little, little bit of numbers here for you, folks. 1977, the year after our Lord and Savior KG, Kevin Goatee, was born. A $4 <laughs> million dollar budget, a box office hall of... Forty-four million bucks. Turn that into twenty twenty-three money. Twenty million-dollar budget. Two hundred twenty-four point three million dollars. That is an eleven-time ROI. Oh yeah! Guess what? It beat out Star Wars for Best Picture. Let's all let that simmer for about forty-five minutes and just (laughs) Mm -hmm. quotes. Those who can't do teach those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest line of this film. That's great. That's a good one. Next one. You have black soap. Are you joining a minstrel show? Also, like, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Here in L.A., they don't throw out their garbage. They make TV shows out of them. A third <laughs> little good quote. That's all the quotes I have from this film. How about you, Brittany makes what jumps out at you? Quote wise, anything.
3: Quote wise, ugh, I'm like, there's there's that whole spiel when he's in the movie theater that everyone loves. Um, but also a uh, fun fact slash quote is when he points out the Truman Capote lookalike. It is Truman Capote, which I guess is cool. That's like maybe the coolest thing about the film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, someone stole one of my five fun facts, but I'll re-raise. Yeah, that's fine. How did you know? Well, not only is that Truman Capote, do you know that's also Marshall McLuhan?
3: I didn't know that. Yep.
1: Didn't know that. Yep.
2: All right. did hey. I not know that, I didn't. I don't even know who he is. How about that? The message is the medium.
1: Did you not take a communications class and film? when all, all of our I film didn't want major to say nerds. That
3: either. So I, thanks, Dave. No, no, I don't no. Know that
1: is. <laughs> really? I thought one of you two would have picked that up. Damn. Especially another comic. What was your, everyone's degree is in communications, right? No. All right. I guess film and TV.
3: I did, yeah. I did uh radio and television minor in film.
1: <laughs> and look where we are now. Where
3: we are now, yeah.
2: Dave, quiz any quotes jump out at you? Uh, yeah, I like uh the relationship is like a shark. You have to, it has to keep moving, otherwise it dies. I like that a lot. Um, this is a dead shark. Yeah. Yeah, this is a dead shark. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to. Was it my my grandmother named? Never gave gifts. She was too busy being raped by Cossacks. I just, I had, I definitely laughed at that. One, I for this was, I wanted to call this quote out because it's absolutely wrong. There's something who said, I, "I, I, don't want to move to a city where the cultural advantage is to be able to make a right turn on a red light." You can't. I don't know if this is still around. No, is that you? Can you know? Nope. That nope. is a that's a human rights violation to not be it able is. to make a right on red.
1: Adam yeah. Carolla rails about that on his podcast every single day down, he down here in
2: Florida. They've got a whole thing. No one even you just you just take the right. You don't even stop. Yes.
1: Right. Jersey has the right turn red arrow sometimes. Sometimes they get cute and say no right turn on red. We all blow through that unless there's a camera there. But we know the camera is shit. We blow through it anyway.
2: Yeah, last one for me. um, It's I think it's a longer quote, but it's when uh, when uh, Alfie and um, uh, Annie are they're out and there's this logic of let's just kiss now and get it over with that way we relieve the tension. I just I love that. (laughs) That's perfect. You know what? I good call because I heard that
1: as a I guess guy growing up like hey you know what you should do we should just make out in order we should just you know bang right now and get it over with you know. (laughs) So that was the genesis was probably this
2: film yeah definitely sounds okay. logic like we're clear we're, we're attracted so let's not wait for that awkward moment let's let's do it now and then move on with our night and then you know we'll see what happens later i like the honesty
1: i was actually one time i was on a, a date with a gal she says why are we bullshit we should just be getting a room upstairs i go what? <laughs> i go all right party I mean, on networks. wayne party on garth that was a uh, that was a fun little fun little go
3: yeah i was um i was talking to someone that i was interested in and we were talking about what a big crush we had on each other, and they were like, "Do you want to just make out about it?" And I liked that; I thought that was a cool way to say it.
1: Oh, do you want to make out about it? Make out yeah. about it? Yeah, I like that.
3: Was, yeah. I like yeah. that.
1: And it, it, did it? Did it progress toward uh, later stages of the?
2: Uh... Yeah, what's the full story here?
1: Yeah,
3: don't <laughs> <No>, bury <Mary> the <laughs> lead,
2: goddamn it!
3: <laughs> Sorry, it's the person I'm currently dating. <laughs> I hate to be like that,
2: but yeah. She's like, next
1: thing you know, I was bent over the bathroom sink in the club with his hair wrapped around <laughs> his left hand and the right hand was making my ass crack with yeah. uh, with a paper towel holder. That was fun times. Oh, Brittany Miggs, Brittany Miggs, what do you have for quotes? Anything
3: for more quotes from the movie?
1: Yeah. Anything? Yeah.
3: I know. I'm no. like a
2: whole list.
1: No. From sidewalks of New York. No, yes.
3: I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I hate this movie. So you don't say you what you don't say. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. But I'm like, (laughs) I'm not. This is the thing about this movie. Woody Allen has so many of these long monologue rants that I'm like, how do you get quotables from it? Like, it's just these long, long things that he's saying about God knows what. Right. Um. Yeah. So those are I'm like, let me see what else I got. I don't know.
1: If you don't have quotes, listen, if you don't have any quotes, that's fine. No yeah, big deal. It. No, no, no. This is the you know, <laughs> square peg round hole. If it's not there, it's not there. Just, you know, take <laughs> yeah. the incompletion. Take the incompletion. Five fun facts. Four. The original title for, thanks Dave Quest. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sorry. I love live editing. This film was originally titled Anhedonia, which is a psychological condition that refers to the inability to experience pleasure. However, Alan decided to change the name to Annie Hall as he felt it was more fitting for the roller coaster. These titles were thrown out. And, I, and you'd think that these are like just, you know, SNL parody ones. No, they're not. A roller coaster named Desire. It had to be Jew.
2: <laughs> Me.
3: <laughs> me. that me one and- is pretty good that's yeah, more that's good.
2: appropriate to the story i think yeah. that's like half sure of his focus
3: <laughs> how about
1: uh how about this one me and my goy also right in that uh right in that Whoa. pocket and a couple of somewhat other blade options by alan like anxiety and Alvy and me
3: Alvian and me is honestly in my opinion more apt because it's called annie hall and she's the titular role But is, you know, and this is one of my points, you know, she's not a fully fleshed out character. It's all about Alvy. So it should have been Alvy and me.
1: Right. By the way, as a woman, would you ever see yourself in the throes of passion calling out someone's name? Like, I don't know, Alvy. No.
3: No. I think that'd be a deal breaker.
2: A hundred percent. And he has or the balls. It, sorry. He has the balls to criticize someone named David before it being a biblical name. I mean, come yeah. on man. Right. And <laughs> Alvy. Yeah.
3: I wonder if mean, like, he came to that. Like how Woody came to name that character. That, do you have a fun fact about it? I'm no,
1: right. I don't. No, 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 no fun fact on that. It's Alvi. like, that's the, the, those names. Like, let's say if, if, I, if I had to, if I had to venture guesses for you ladies, it would be something like Dennis Leon, um, Stuart and uh, maybe Mortimer.
3: <laughs> okay, I was hooking up with a guy, and when I say that, we went on a couple of dates, and I, I kind of couldn't get past the fact that his name was Bart.
1: Oh, did you go, I caramba, you're a shitty kisser.
3: <laughs> Literally, I'm like, Bart Simpson, can we yeah. call you something else?
2: Don't have a cow, man.
3: Yeah.
1: Leon, oh, that's too yeah. bad.
3: I mean, women. Middle
2: name.
1: Yeah. What? Is what was his middle name? Homer.
3: <laughs> didn't didn't get that far, <laughs> but yeah, probably Marge or Homer. No.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. Like for women, like Brenda, Ethel, all those old. T- I, I actually <laughs> knew, <a girl. laughs> I knew her I knew. I have an aunt Brenda, so this girl's name is Brenda. And one of my, uh, I, was, I was a drug rep for Merck, and she was my class. And so I said, "She's cute." Hi, I'm Brenda. I go. Oh boy. Oh. oh. This is going to be a steep hill to climb if I choose to. <laughs> Anywho's number two, including the original scripts, fantasy scenes, and dream sequences, were Alvy and Annie's time hopping visits to the Garden of Eden, the French mm. Resistance, of surprise, Nazi Germany, parodies of the film Angel of My Shoulder and Invasion of the Body Snatchers, a guided tour of hell featuring Richard Nixon, and a basketball game between the New York Knicks. And philosophers like Friedrich Nietzsche and Soren Kierkegaard. Wow. This is like if Bill and Ted decided to get on acid and get a lot more nebbishy. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Insane.
1: Number three, despite its four Academy Awards, four Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, and Actress, not Actor. Cultural legacy Annie Hall has yet to win over Alan. The director insists that the film is merely a shell of his grander original vision. In the end, I had to reduce the film just to Diane Keaton and me and just that relationship he once noted. So I was quite disappointed in the end of that movie, as I was with other films of mine that were very popular. I swore that this would be the the crown jewel in his filmography. Floored to hear him say that. You would. You already took number four from me. Thank you very much. <laughs> this one, this one mainly say, "Boy, women in the '70s were stupid." Annie's outfits, which caused a brief fashion rage in the '70s, were Diane Keaton's own clothes. Wow, I have notes, but who cares what I think? <laughs> who cares what I think? I care what the herd, which a group our a group of fans, have to say about this and have questions. So it's time to get to ask a gutter. At Lord Snertz, I'm skipping the question and the predictions this week. He gives us our predictions of scores every week. Never heard of this movie, and don't have time to watch it today. Happy gutting. This guy watches all the films, Lord Snertz. He's never heard of Annie Hall. I was. That's kid, crazy, isn't
3: it? Yeah, he's never heard of it.
2: Strange. Yeah, but I like the commitment to yeah. to watch it. A- <laughs> Like ahead of time. He's gonna Can't, watch yeah. whatever movie you're doing. That's, that's does a great, he, that's a great he does it. He does it a lot.
1: Oh man, he flies and he's one of these when he's a kamikaze loyalist, which I love. Great. My his follow-up post, there's a blank spot in my movie watching experience named Woody Allen. Ants <laughs> is the only film I can think of starring him.
3: Ants. Not gonna lie, love ants. Woody Allen can have ants. I (laughs) love
1: that movie. You know what's? You know, here's my problem. I'm just an either or kind of fella, and I'll explain. I love Looney Tunes. I despise Tom and Jerry. I love A Bug's Life. I hated ants. I am pro Disney, anti DreamWorks. I hate Shrek. Hated it the first one. It's I. I I have these. I'm all Yankees. Hate obviously the Red Sox. Giants over Jets. Rangers over Islanders. Uh, so on and so forth. It's sure. just I'm always I'm all in or I'm all out. Like there's no <laughs> Switzerland with with myself here. So ants right. I never saw. I just I go DreamWorks. Ah, it's probably gonna suck. So here's
3: the thing. I love A Bug's Life. and okay. is definitely subpar, and I think it came out in the same year. Or it did. It yeah. did. Which is crazy. Um, not so crazy. But anyways, I I will say though, it's a it's a good. It's cute.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. That's not a ringing endorsement from either of you. So no, not at all. My you don't
3: girl. have to go. Yeah, don't rush home to
1: watch it. <laughs> yeah. At uh, at Jill loves Kim would Chris right? Let me do this right. At Jill loves cam would Christopher Walken be Christopher Walken without Annie Hall? Pretend I wrote that in Christopher Walken speaking style. So that was my shitty Christopher Walken impression. Yeah, that
2: was.
0: So, don't judge. One- <laughs> I do better
1: ones than that, but the Walken I can't really do. So. <laughs>
3: Christopher Walken, I can't do it. I can't. Okay. I'm not. In the back. But but that was pretty good. So I know I, I know he's very young in this movie, and might I say, quite a looker. Um, but really,
1: he looks like I, an alien at, at any point in his life.
3: <laughs> I think he's cute in this. Is it his first? Like, let me. I, I should look. I should look that up.
1: Deer Hunter was
2: before or after this quiz? I think it was after this. It was the year after, so there might yeah. be something to that. Um, I don't know when he was cast for that, but that was definitely his breakout role. Um, it looks
3: like he was in some, you know, like TV shows and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this this looks like it was definitely his first big role. I think. So
2: that, yeah, I would I would, I would say question. this one that that's a good question. And I think probably, yes, would be my answer. My guess too. Here's
3: my my answer to that. I think that if it wasn't this movie, it would have been something else. Christopher Walken is going to Christopher Walken and he would have been a success regardless of Annie Hall.
1: At Delvin Cox, I'm going to keep it a thousand, not a hundred, a thousand. Woody Allen is the most overrated white man in history. Nothing this man (laughs) makes is good, nor should be celebrated. He is the epitome of mediocre in every way. I'm rooting for you, Broody Miggs. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lord Smith says that's a high bar for the most overrated white man in history delvin cox writes back well there's another that comes to mind but i'm a chill okay i'm, I'm waiting. who th- that was I, 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 it me too to,
3: yeah
1: my guess jerry seinfeld next oh. that's my guess i have no uh, in, uh, insight on that sure at ken bjorn turner bjorn the viking not a question but well wishes to britney Miggs for the gutting i don't think i've ever seen a woody allen movie that i have liked Another statement, but as you stated, it's a so statement. This so
3: is, this is boding well for me. Yeah, I'm with thought, you. I thought people were going to come at me.
1: Listen, you should be here the conflict. You should have been here for the Shawshank episode, and you should have been here for the Godfather episode. Oh wait, the oh. Shawshank episode is out. Godfather will be next week. Those uh, comments were encyclopedial. Yeah, and I uh, yelled quite a bit in that episode. I, I did too. <laughs> At Nemora, oh sorry, at Brandon Oglesby at Newark Night. Is this Woody's best film or his most nostalgic film?
3: Hmm. I uh, I'm going to admit something. Please. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen a lot of his work. I Can you like share
1: it. which ones you have?
3: Let's Let's make sure, and I'll I'll look and see e- exactly um, what I have seen. But the reason I even saw Annie Hall, like not, you know, maybe I would have seeked it out on my own because it is so iconic and it's heralded as this amazing film. But I I was uh, forced to watch it in, in my film. Mine. Film class, <laughs> ah, me
1: too. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was not something that I I uh, looked looked for on my own. Um, but let's see. Woody Allen, as
1: you look it up, I will say, as I think about my film curriculums of stuff I had to watch, I think 20, 25 percent success rate of films that they made us watch. I go, all right, that's good. Yeah. So it's a tw- batting 250 gets you benched in the pros. So there you go. Film teachers change your curriculum. Like- it stinks. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
2: Yeah. He not- basically made like a movie a, a year. Um, I would just say, well, while, while, while Britt's looking that up, Crimes and Misdemeanors is his best. Um, to
1: me, I will disagree. I have it in my notes section later on, but uh, okay. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah,
3: no. Here's the thing. I feel like people are going to come after me because I don't think I've seen anything else. People, I would say that I would say
1: the big ones. I mean, Bullets Over Broadway. I think won something, right? Quist? That was um, what's her face? Who won that? Was that God damn it, Mira Sorvino? Didn't she win for that? For some reason, that stands out to me.
2: I think so, but
1: I. I, love
3: I Mira Sorvino. Yeah. I'm not hey, sure. Here's the thing, though. Um, yeah, no, Manhattan is a big one. I know people talk about that.
1: Yeah. Not um, a fan. His. Uh, uh, yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Match point. Midnight in Paris. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Blue Jasmine.
3: I, mm-hmm. I think Midnight in Paris was like, I feel like when I was like, all right, I'm not going to like go and patronize any more of his movies, which is like another thing, you know, I mean, right. Whatever. But yeah, so I don't know.
1: Last one at Nemirovsky. What is more likely? Brittany Miggs, God's the sacred cow or Woody Allen is Ronan Farrow's father. <laughs> i was waiting for one of those jokes to go come on there's one of them that's a come spirit <laughs> that is gonna close ask a gutter you're right Brittany. this one was very uh very easy going usually yeah, to get side yeah people are really excited they're like well Or I think I think uh, complacency of not asking questions more of like, that's me really just showing my disdain for Woody Allen. That's just my (laughs) my two cents. And now, kids, hey, listen, no one ever listens to the end of the podcast. We do our plugs at the beginning. Pretty Megs, what are you up to? What are you working on? Shout it out for all the good folks to catch you up.
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, Depending on when this comes out, but I'm pretty sure it'll be before uh, this happens. I run a bi-monthly show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. It's called Mm. Meat Cats Comedy Presents Sunday Sauce. It's a really long, fun name, Um, but it's on Sunday, September 24th at 5 p.m. We've always got a great lineup of comics. It's always really fun. We always premiere a new sketch at the top of the show. It's a blast and you should come.
1: the Gang, how about your socials?
3: socials at brittymigs across everything so b-r-i-t-t-y-m-i-g-s that's on tiktok twitter instagram sorry x i don't know (laughs) you know all of it
1: i heard if you call it twitter he's going to challenge you to a cage fight after he beats up zuckerberg (laughs)
3: yeah i think that's what's gonna happen
2: Quisp,
1: what do you got going on besides the good old Blockbuster Mentality Podcast?
2: That is most of my life, and that's why I'm here. Uh, follow me at Dave underscore Quisp, the show at BlockbusterCast. I think most everyone knows me by now, but do uh, you have a great audience, love this show, and I'd uh, be honored if anybody uh, crossed over and checked out our stuff. We've got a ton of episodes. Um, next one coming up, we're looking at a Flopbuster, John Carter. I think that's our next uh, next episode in the queue. So
3: look Flop for it Flopbuster, I love that. Yeah.
1: I'm on a couple of those, so it'd be an easy little way to, to to ingratiate yourself in that universe. And it's worth it. Those guys are fun. At Kevin Goathe, dot guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can get yourself a sweet-ass hat, mug, bag, shirt, even cell phone holder. Yeah, I know. They sell those things. It's crazy. <laughs> At GTSC Podcast on Twitter, GuttingTheSacredCow podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And whenever I get off my lazy ass threads and I got a Blue Sky invite, is it worth it? We'll find no. out. Threads no? is dead already. Is it cool? Yeah. I didn't even start.
2: That's, that's nice. Like. Well,
1: and don't play, lastly, don't forget fantasy football season is coming up. Fantasy football gibber jabber on YouTube in the very near future. It'll be uh, it'll be, uh, I guess, end of August. We'll start. And then, of course, weeks one through the Super Bowl. Get ready to make some free money and know who to start or play in fantasy football. Dave Quist. Oh, this is going to be a joy. I can tell by reading, reading your horrible poker face. I think we should let Brittany. I don't know. I Just pull that out of my eyes. Just to kind of get some reaction out of you. Let's have <laughs> let's walk Brittany Miggs right on down the gutting aisle and allow her to do what she has come on to do. And that, of course, is
2: gut, gut the
1: sacred, sacred
0: cow.
2: cow. <laughs> yes. All right. That was close. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, you got the hand motion going this time. That gives See, me. I'm, some a, I'm, a, I'm like a
1: symphonic conductor. I, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. I how
1: about my, uh, my hair scratcher. Oh, I can't show up. It's on the green screen. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, Brittany, take it away.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm going to take you through all my points. I don't know how much, how much time I have. I'm just going to take as it. Much out. as
1: you want, as much as you want.
3: Amazing. First <laughs> off, I, and I'm sure someone would agree with me. So fucking pretentious. So preachy. Enough. I'm like, in the first couple of minutes, that's already how I feel. Uh, Hilarious that he tries to be upset about other people's pretentiousness in this movie, when the movie itself is the pinnacle of pretentiousness. Uh, Imagine, if you will, a movie about a female protagonist that's a two-time divorcee pushing 40, pretentious, overly intelligent, whatever, uh, do you think that it would be heralded as the greatest, one of the greatest comedies of all time? I doubt it. All right? I mean, thinks not. I think it's a product of the time, a time when Woody Allen was considered a genius because I think we didn't have a ton of other talent around. That's maybe what I think. Uh, here's another point. If I wanted to hear a neurotic Jewish guy rant incessantly, I'd go home for Yom Kippur. All right? <laughs> or go to any open mic in, in the city.
1: God damn you. I had that in my notes about the whole...
3: You're Jewish, Brittany Miggs? I'm halfsies. (laughs) Oh, you're
1: a pizza bagel. I get it.
3: Yeah, I'm a a pizza bagel. Yeah. Gotcha. Damn it, Um, you took my (laughs) one-liner.
1: I have so many stand-up jokes written in here. I go, I know she's going to get them, but right out of the gate, you take one of them about Fuck. Listen, it's your time. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Continue. There you
3: go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're all supposed to be so grateful for getting to listen to his ramblings. Like, oh, yes, thank you for teaching me something, you beautiful, balding man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, yeah. And I'm like, is skip- not attractive. no, I here. Wait, I'm like, I'm going to skip ahead to one of my points, which is that I think he made himself the main character because it's like in what world? And I know that they did date in real life, but in what world would anyone be attracted to Woody Allen? <laughs> it's it, like he is with so many women that are completely out of his league. And I'm like, yeah, of course you cast yourself anyways. The titular, titular role of, I just like saying tit a lot. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's Why like not? titular. <laughs> I know, loves that word. <laughs> the titular role of Annie Hall is not a fully fleshed out character. She is simply there to react to Woody jerking himself off for being such a tortured genius for 90 minutes. She is a sidekick at best. Um, he's emotionally abusive and we're supposed to see it as charming. You know, he belittles her. He never cares to examine her needs or desires. He, you know, makes fun of her, all that stuff. Um, then getting into some of the flashback scenes, knowing what we do about Woody Allen, can we really separate the art from the artist expressing a healthy sexual curiosity at six years old should have said that as one of my favorite quotes. Um, (laughs) It it seems he never really stopped seeing young women as sexual objects. He doesn't know why he can't kiss a girl at six or say, marry his stepdaughter at 56. All right. (laughs) Um, I think that the movie does that satirical thing of being aware of Albie's narcissism and saying the quiet part out loud, but then it's just, it doesn't subvert anything really because it doesn't redeem itself later on. It doesn't say like, Oh, this is a bad thing. Yes. He doesn't win in the end. You know, they, they don't, uh, stay together. They break up, whatever, but still I feel like he makes out. Okay. You know, he, he, he kind of gets out scot-free. So it's like, he's rewarded for being this shitty narcissist character. I don't know. So, so like, it says it's satirical, but is it? Um, he, he just talks at women. And, of course, they have no idea what he's saying because he's so intelligent and they're just sex objects. Uh, God, when Diane Keaton, Annie Hall, calls him to kill a spider, I'm like, really, way to reduce women to that. Um, would, and this, I know you have mentioned this, Woody Allen himself doesn't even like Annie Hall, so why should we? uh it's apparently autobiographical which i guess makes a lot of sense he's likely this insufferable in real life um and yeah this is my other point i guess if i was a filmmaker i'd cast myself and make it so i was getting with people so far out of my league we're not even playing the same game (laughs) um at least if he wanted to write this movie he could have cast someone else to make it a little more believable there were plenty of cute guys in the 70s he could have cast Um, The best part of the movie is Annie Hall dumping him for the last time and also seeing a young, hot Christopher Walken. Um, And then my last note is just boring. I was bored. I was bored watching this movie. I don't feel like it's exciting enough to be called one of the greatest comedies of our time. I'm not it wasn't a, a nonstop thrill ride. It wasn't I wasn't laughing out loud the whole time. Kind of a snooze fest.
1: Wow. That is the first notes drive through gutting. Well, that, that, that's all you have. Is that it? You saw again, again, much time as you want. That's it. Okay, great. No, that's it.
3: Is that great.
1: Right? Oh, no, listen. <laughs> Brevity is the soul yeah. of wit. Give me a one to 10.
3: A one to 10? Yeah. Oh, I'm like a three.
1: Whew. I I I'm gonna say I'll, I'll say at the end, Dave. I I have a I have a premonition about that score. Three it is. Lock it in,
0: Dave. Quist from the Blockbuster Mentality Podcast. Come on down. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: All right. So we know this thing is a pretty big financial success, at least uh, in terms of return on investment. Uh, So this thing was a hit. It won what, four Oscars, Best yep. Picture, Best Directing, I think Best Maybe Original Screenplay. And I think Woody Allen, in fact, uh, the Ugly Little Man was nominated for Best Actor.
0: The Ugly <laughs> Little
3: Man. I think it, uh, Diane Keaton got Best Actor.
2: And she won, yeah. She did. And yeah. uh And so, actually, maybe I'll just start there. Um, I think whatever maybe misgivings you have in her being a fully fleshed out character, I think it's hard to deny her performance in this film. Yeah. I find her so beautiful and charming and she's, and I like her style. She's just quirky and weird. And I think, I mean, not that a character is necessarily defined by her dress, but I think it did kind of speak to who she was. She was, she was a bit of a mess. She was kind of a different, person every day and she, she's driving in the car she's totally confident in her ability she's swerving all over the road um and and i think even the spider thing was just a cry for help i think she was looking for an excuse because she missed him um I,
3: know. I thought it
2: was for sex but i could be wrong <laughs> yeah, just, maybe both who doesn't want that right i mean maybe woody allen is hot maybe it's just your taste but uh, maybe she has a thing for a little praying mantis gingers yeah exactly <laughs> um and I think there's there's a lot of amusing moments in this film there's a lot where I'm cracking up I mean we mentioned the, the, the thing about the grandma getting raped by the Cossacks that's just yeah. funny <laughs> and, it's, mm-hmm. and, I, and it's it's it, it's subversive in its own way um I like the style of, of storytelling I like I like the breaking the fourth wall I like um when they're sort of like uh time traveling with each other into into looking into their past, into their family. There's that one actually there's another quote. I think it was a guy that Annie Hall, some kind of hippie guy where he's like, put your foot on my heart or kiss my heart oh, with yeah. your foot
3: oh, or something. Like, yeah. It's my heart with your foot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, it. I think, yeah, that was ahead. like that was like the
1: uh, the version of Animal House where he's the guitar player on the stairs. <laughs> I gave my love a cherry. Like those que <laughs> those queefy like one of the existential musicians, actors, or whatever, trying to connect with women that way always. And and they didn't to some degree they did make their way into the '90s and 2000s obviously, but mm-hmm. that that '70s that that was so indicative of that time ago. I just flashback right to the scene at animal house. Go oh one of the,
2: one of these other queefs can't stand these people. Okay, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and those guys did they definitely resurfaced in the '90s. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, the other thing is, this is absolutely whatever Woody Allen thinks about the movie upon reflecting um, Mm -hmm. this is absolutely a singular vision of one man put on screen. It's like when you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. This movie is Mm -hmm. 100% Woody Allen. And I kind of, to me, I kind of respect that. Like there's nothing where I felt like, Oh, this was like a studio note or something, unless, you know, he had to cut or whatever. Um, This was his movie. This was his story. This was, that's kind of a hell of an accomplishment for someone to, you know, to get the awards, get sell the tickets, to tell something so which really is a quite weird, neurotic kind of a story to sell it to the entire nation and star yourself to get nominated for best actor. So I think that is quite an accomplishment. Um, and so I I appreciate the movie for for that. Well, um, Tommy Wiseau made a movie called The Room, and that's an accomplishment. But, yeah, but he did too. not win an Oscar or no, sell fifty million dollars. No. Although maybe he made it now with all the with the deals with the <laughs> with the parody movies. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think that's just a point in its favor. Um, and, uh, I like, you know, like, the, there's like, the, there's little jokes within here where I, where I can relate, like where he wants to go get away from the party and watch the Knicks game. That's me. That's me. Sure. <laughs> I got a baby on the way and I'm trying to negotiate for opening, opening day for football. I'm
3: hoping oh. to be able to watch the game. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just- that's why I had my daughter in June. So that way it's- <laughs> Baseball is not really. It's not during the playoffs. It's not. It's not during football season. I'm like, all right, it's warm. She can go out in the pool. That's what's up. Yeah. I,
2: I just I couldn't get my boys to swim fast enough. So <laughs> she's coming in early September. Oh boy. Um, another another point in in favor of this movie. Um, no one wears bras, and I, I think that should be appreciated, especially in twenty
3: twenty three.
1: That was the seventies, but that's one thing from the seventies I wish that would still take place today. Yeah, let's hang. Yeah, I'm sorry. So,
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's most of what I got. Um, and, and I think there are some things that don't work. Uh, I would I would really have to admit that. Um, the neuroticism, much of what's going on with the character, I I hate to argue against myself, but I I have integrity here. Much of what's going on with the character is just not relevant to an audience today. I I really can see yeah. why. I can see how this movie um really appealed particularly to uh, to an urban audience that thought of themselves as cultured and smart um that just doesn't quite resonate today in that same way um so whether we can Take that down a notch in terms of holding up now, but I, as, as, a, as a cultural, as a, a sort of a snapshot into the culture, I get this movie why it was so popular. Um, and it, and it really, as you mentioned, 90 minutes that's quick. Most movies now they could barely tell a story in two and a half hours. Um, so I appreciate the brevity, I really like the ending. I don't think he gets away with it. I think that's just him. He's just as he, I mean, his it's, there's a lot of self-loathing and he's, what's he say? There's the terminally ill and the miserable or something. He's just, Mm -hmm. he's consigned himself to be miserable. And, And he's kind of, it's like a fatalistic look at the world. I don't think this is, in a lot of ways, uh, KG, this is sort of like the say anything advice for girls. This oh. is this, in a lot of ways. This is kind of like, don't be like Alvy Singer because <laughs> you yeah. will never get anywhere. Um, but it is, in its own way, you kind of can romanticize that like self tragedy. It's completely narcissistic, but I get it um, kind of a thing. So yeah. that I think that's my, I think that's my defense.
3: Okay.
2: One to 10, Dave Quist. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a six. I, I, I do think this thing as much as that, look in my film watching journey, I went into Annie hall and I loved it the first time I saw it. Um, but I think with clear eyes, cause it's one of those, it's a, it's a checklist movie. You got to watch it. Um, I think with clear eyes and watching it um, now, a movie does have to hold up. And I don't think, I think large parts of this film just simply do, do not. Yeah, I have to say what, it. What was your initial score? I would have given it a nine or a ten. I loved Get it. Get the fuck out of here! I love the lobster scene. Hey man, I'm all into the pretension. I mean, when you're learning about when you're learning about decades-old film and you want to see the greats and what they do, you're buying in. Yeah, I'm buying in just like that uh, New York intellectual in 1977 who thought this was the greatest movie they've ever seen, and it got and it got and it won Best Picture. I mean, that's kind of the mindset, and I just don't think it works now. If, it's, if that was a nine or a ten,
1: what was Star Wars or Pulp Fiction or The Matrix or Die Those Hard? Those are all tens, man. I, you can't put that in the same category as this. Even no if you way. defend it. That, that oh, I, certainly uh, I, oh, I declare shenanigans. shenanigans.
2: you could then, but I don't think you can now. I you, don't think you, it, I, you you
0: would
1: have gotten laughed out of the building. 77. The only thing I could say about with comedies. <laughs> airplanes. <laughs> yeah, airplanes after the fact. Uh, what are the blazing saddles, young Frankenstein, you can argue. Not a heavy comedy period, but to maintain and carry the torch for the top AFI 100, or top comedies. Well, we're gonna get into it. These I mean, guys, hey, look, you don't I, have
2: to. Look, this isn't. Sli- I'm sorry, Brett, I'll right. let you go quick. This isn't no, intellect. No. It's an intellectual comedy. Whether whether you think sure. it's full of shit or not. It's a really well-written, there is a, as I said, he's got a lot to say here. He's got a lot of, lot of ideas. This isn't, this isn't like your typical rom-com at all. In a lot of ways, it may be defined or redefined what that genre could be. Um, something more complicated, something, I think he goes too far with it, but certainly yeah. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, say, I mean, even Blazing Saddles is hilarious, but there's not, I mean, it's not much there.
1: It's laughs, ba- when I hear a comedy, it's laughs per minute. That's what I'm basing That's- comedies are.
3: Yeah, I'm a, LPM like I want to be really, really laughing out loud. And I think something like Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein, like you said, is is more comedy to me. Like, I guess I don't know. This is considered a comedy, but it's all to me. It almost falls into more dramedy. Like, right.
2: See, when you're smart, you can knowingly.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: Is it? Are you to sa- are you the same asshole who defends the lobster as well?
2: No, I don't like that movie. at
1: all. Oh, it's the same thing. It's a smart, dark comedy.
2: Look, I was, I was a pretentious, ah. I'm moving away from my pretentious snobness, but I do recognize that there is, there is some, there is something good in this movie. It is, it is a smart movie. Um, I, it, I just think as I, I have to admit what Brit says it kind of like what this whole thing with like the psychoanalysis and all oh, you're, you're, you're wanting sex for this reason. And it, like psychoanalysis is so out now then I guess yeah. it was a thing in the seventies. Everyone's, you know, on the couch with their analysts, give me a fucking break with this shit. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it
1: doesn't,
3: best Dave bro- don't move to
1: like-
2: New York. <laughs>
3: it's still going on here's the thing i live here i live here and i do comedy in brooklyn five nights a week and you know these are my people and this is the equivalent of you know making a movie about like hipsters in brooklyn today (laughs) and it's like this kind of just self-important like oh thank god for the intellectuals for telling us how to feel and like that's that's I think I get – yeah, I just get upset when things are pretentious. I don't like it. If, However, I did really like The Lobster. I oh,
1: it's me. terrible. D- <laughs> it's like, can very very, like d- d- Yeah, you can. you can. You can be wrong about it, but that's for sure. <laughs> sure. That's your choice. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, everyone's entitled to their wrong opinions, and that's cool. I kind of yep. needed that film so much. Uh, what else was going to say? Dan, God, if they were to reboot Annie Hall right now, it would be Michael
2: Sarah's Woody Allen.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's such a good – that's an Thank accurate – Yeah.
2: Well, I'll I'll give you a better one, which I think is Midnight in Paris. Okay. Take the Woody Allen, you know, brain, but you put it in a likable, you know, more uh, just a more likable person.
3: And Owen Wilson. And
2: in Owen Wilson, and it works much, much better. I love Midnight in Paris, Um, and and I think I think it works so well for that reason.
1: Yep, we get to stare at Owen Wilson's crooked nose for an hour and a half, just like I get to stare at Kirsten Dunst's snaggled tooth and Spider-Man films, too. But, hey, we'll get to that in a hot second. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. And don't forget, we love those five-star ratings, two or three-sentence reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. They help the algorithm for the love of Pete. <laughs> <Okay>. Notes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Pete. laughs> Got to mix it up here. I would say for the love of Christ. Notes. Woody Allen is 40 in this he doesn't look a day under 67 <laughs> he looks like i'm 46 he's four he was 41 when this film was made Ugh. boy this is how we've aged he's Roughly. aged like seafood on a july afternoon in atlanta <laughs> woody allen and poindexter from revenge of the nerds are long lost brothers prove me wrong mm-hmm I can't deal with nebuchadnezzar neurotics. I'm hoping that this is 90 minutes of this, but I'm really banking on a long shot here, aren't I? As I wrote that down, minute three.
2: Yeah, you know, it, there was an appeal for that, and I don't think there's just any room for that in our culture anymore. We're just over I, that person
1: again. Again, go to Brook, go to Williamsburg, open <laughs> and I will never. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm with you. That's why I don't go there. <laughs> Next one, I love the 70s leather jackets that those Goombas have on while asking for his autograph. Last next time we see those leather jackets are Donnie Brasco, Goodfellas, and Steven Seagal's out for justice. Yeah. Hey, it's over his single over here. Anyone seen Richie? <laughs> Anyone know why did Bobby <laughs> Lupo? I'm gonna keep coming back till someone remembers seeing Richie. That is a guilty pleasure. I will die on that hill.
2: God, you know, not to undermine the case any further, is it... he's always looking down on everyone but yet is always is is at the same time sort of um like defensive about himself i don't know there's there's like a there's like a conflict there where he's he's always criticizing everyone but yet he's he's like um he can't be bothered with with anything i don't know it, it I feel like I just flop trying to I messed up what I'm trying to say. Dave, I
1: hate Dave, I hate improv as much as every other stand-up comic does. And I'm gonna yes, And you, I got a laugh out of you. I knew I would get a laugh out of you.
2: (laughs) Woody Woody Allen is,
1: as you said, looking down on everybody, but ironically, he's always looking up when talking to people because he's so goddamn short.
3: Ha!
2: Boy, see. That's good. Thanks for the save.
3: You're welcome, pal.
1: Listen, I'll I'll never leave you hanging out there. The guy behind Woody Allen at the movie theater perfectly encompasses every queef movie critic reviewer that I read on this podcast. And that guy is Woody Allen, just not as nebbishy. Oh, (laughs) Oh, who watches The Watchmen? That's what I say. Woody breaking the fourth wall is way less entertaining than Ferris Bueller when breaking the fourth wall, and a lot less fun than the Kool-Aid man breaking a brick wall. That one didn't hit. Well,
2: now we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna wait I wrote it down as I smirked. I go, all right.
1: But I but I but that fourth wall business that didn't hit for me. I go, ah, no. not as good. Again, I saw Ferris Bueller before I saw this, but this, this didn't have that
2: kind of Ah, appeal. You don't have the desire to to, sh- to have someone shot down publicly or anything like that. You know, yeah. someone. Oh, I love out. I
1: love shooting on people in public, especially when they have dumb opinions.
2: But well, the what way if you could bring done. in the the McLuhan character? To, I mean, that that that's kind of satisfying. I think. No, it's cute. But but it's such payout. a niche thing, though,
1: right? Was the payoff? I mean, it's okay. Oh, it's Marshall McLuhan. All right, cool. It's like, hey, special guest star David Hasselhoff. Like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe go ahead. Sorry, Brittany.
3: No, I see the appeal. And like, that's why I said, that's something that I that's a quote, even though I couldn't quote it, but like that sticks out to me. It was like, you know, a fun moment. Um, but yeah, payoff. I don't know. I'm also, and I might be really in the minority here. I don't love those moments. Uh, like I, I absolutely adored the new Barbie movie, but I, there was this moment and I don't know if I'm spoiling anything where they uh, like acknowledge that Margot Robbie as an actress is like too hot for what they're saying. And I just like, it takes me out of it a little bit. Mm. I'm like, see Barbie. Yeah. well, anyways, I don't yeah. know. Or yep. that yep. Or, like sometimes, sometimes breaking the fourth wall doesn't do it for me is mm. probably what I'm saying.
1: Right. And, in in dribs and drabs. I yeah. believe someone as good looking as Diane Keaton is attracted to Woody Allen. Like, I believe Patrick Swayze would fall for that border collie, Jennifer Gray and Dirty Dancing, over <laughs> Cynthia Rhodes. Cut that bullshit. That, that doesn't happen. Oh, man. Stop it. Going on. No one's it. believing yeah. that.
3: Um, going I out like
2: of- how you take the perspective. <laughs> Patrick Swayze okay. there.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Gray is catching strays over here.
2: Oh is... she's cute in own that... Way. No, she's not. Yeah, got kind of I mean the nose is big. That's fine. Oh, really? She, she looks can... like Sandy Eagle from the Muppets. No thanks. Okay, next. She She's got good hip movement. Oh, good. That's
1: like saying, Oh, or you know, I got a friend for you. Well, are they hot? Is she hot? Is he hot? Well, I think they're pretty funny. Uh. No. <laughs> This, is, Brittany, you stole this right from under my nose. Oh, uh, this is the quintessential nerd slash ugly guy who writes a movie in hopes of landing a woman. This was.
2: God.
1: This is the origin story of that happening.
2: And you have to buy into happened. this.
1: Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into that right about now. How is? What by the way, actually, one one little one little rest stop here, Brittany. This is for you. How is Woody Allen calling himself a stand-up comic? When he doesn't want to follow another comic that's doing well and the room is hot, that is pure. That doesn't happen. You never want to follow the band. You want to follow the comic who did well and ride the wave. That Yeah,
3: you want to ride
1: the heat. Bingo. Had a real problem with that.
3: Don't like that. 16
1: minutes in and I've already yelled out at my TV, shut up four different times at Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> He's talked himself out of more sex than 17-year-old Kevin Goatee did. <laughs> Call me obtuse, but I've never, ever, ever had the need to have a long discussion with my wife or an ex-girlfriend uh, about former relationships. Walking away. I mean, I'll ask you, Brittany, is that the equivalent of throwing sawdust and a sponge between a lady's legs?
3: Yeah, it's there's time and place. But we don't need I mean, it's like, w- what are we doing here at length? And no, no, we don't need to do that.
1: I'm finding it extremely hard to buy yeah. that Woody Allen not had one, but two women that married him. What deprogramming slash grouping techniques did he use to land these women? Well, Shelly Duvall. I mean, let's be honest there. I get to that in a second. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. Woody- <laughs> yeah. Woody Allen has the charm of Hunter Biden while resembling a ginger praying mantis. I love that so much. I wrote it down twice. (laughs) This film must be a psychoanalyst wet dream. I am so glad I am forced not to pay 500 a session to witness this. (laughs) After her tennis game with Woody Allen, Diane Keaton is dressed like she's doing her first improv show. (laughs) I love it. I really do. By the way, her improv troop name. I recreated one. Are you ready? Yes, and a restraining order. Ah. (laughs) Diane Keaton reminds me of a girl that I went out with on a date who said, I shouldn't have a second drink while I'm on my psych beds. Nice. Guess who went to the bathroom and never came back? (laughs) Uh, Out the window? Oh, please. No, just out the back door. (laughs) Minute 33, and I've smirked three times. This is the equivalent of a baseball player getting two hits and 29 at-bats. Mm-mm. Riddle me this. Um, This is not my genre, so I'm going to need a little bit of help from you guys. A rom-com is supposed to have laughs, and the main character should, should be a tiny bit endearing by the end of the film. Am I right?
3: I would agree. I hate watching, whether it's TV shows or movies, where the main character is not endearing to me. I had to stop watching Girls because I could not find any character that i liked it's i can't do that and that's probably also why i don't like this movie
2: woody
1: allen's i I differ
3: there
2: i differ there because i think i don't know i mean endearing i don't know but i think the self-reflection um just sort of about life and loss i found it moving um and he's just sort of thinking about he he lost her and he knows he totally fucked up um and that's just sort of he's just who he is. He's sort of just real. like he's realizing I i suck, but I'm not going to change. And I lost the best woman in my life.
1: All that is fine, fine. And that's all fine and well. But my problem is very easy. At no point does he give her any ammunition for her to fall in love with him? No, he's not funny. He's not likable. He's not sensitive. He's not caring. He's not fun to be around. It's a. Fucking sure to listen to these diatribes in the middle of hey you know what why don't you take your pants off like well hold on a second let's talk about the Nazis in 1942.
3: There's <laughs> never
1: <Really>? it's never <laughs> it's like that guy who's always and that used to be me always on this motherfucker never takes a snooze from yeah. being a neurotic shitbag or um, someone fun there, there's never an endearing trait not one singular moment not one person can walk on and go I like him because of X. It's yeah. I can relate to him because you're again a neurotic sociopath, nebbish. Okay, that's your own thing, but it's not. There's not one trait. We're like, I get why she digs him. Nope, not buying it.
2: Yeah, he like sort of expects the whole world to just bend to him, and right. when they don't, he yeah, I, I would agree with that. By the way, but she, can we talk about creepy little skeevy Paul Simon in this movie? <laughs> we'll get. Yeah. So hold on, uh, we'll get. Okay. <laughs>
1: Let me get through these Woody Allen Woody Allen's character is as annoying as a Dallas Cowboys fan who paints his face and wears head to toe paraphernalia while all having elaborate story about how he was always a cowboy fan, despite living in the Northeast before they won Super Bowl in the 90s. That's what an annoying shit he is to me.
0: A
2: very specific reference, but I get it. I know it.
1: (laughs) Watching this is for you, Britt, you and I, watching Diane Keaton sing in that club with all the people not paying attention, struck a chord with me with doing stand up in the same type of venues. Nothing like hearing someone loudly order dessert while you're setting up a punchline.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I know that feeling
2: how do you do that do you need support from your partners guys what you mean partners we're what it's one-on-one bro
1: one on two. yeah
2: buddy this is this no is i mean like long. when because like i was thinking like alvy didn't really seem to oh. like, give a shit about um yeah made, yeah how, how how much of a role does that play for you guys
3: well i'm like it's really nice to have a supportive partner for some of those shows that i know are going to be sparsely attended i'm like don't worry about it don't mm-hmm. come you know, I'm fine to do that on my own. But if I got home and it was like, yeah, it was kind of a it was kind of rough or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I would like some support.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did 20 minutes of eat my dick tonight. How was your night? Yeah, <laughs> I did smirk. I did smirk. This is a New York thing. I did smirk when Woody, when Woody Allen rolls his eyes, when Diane Keaton ordered pastrami on white with mayo. For, that's like you, Midwest and Southerners, who have garbage taste buds who order Papa John's pizza and then douse it in ranch dressing. <laughs> Disgusting. That's like Woody Allen to- watching him tolerate that atrocity shows the true sign of a man thinking only with his dick. He's <laughs> like, she's so hot. I don't it. give a shit. She's going to fuck up this sandwich. <laughs>
3: yeah. we,
1: we all know it's pastrami on rye with mustard. We all know yeah. that. Obviously. Well, well. OK, Woody putting Woody Allen putting the moves on Diane Keaton in the bedroom is like Pepe Le Pew and Ezra Miller hanging out in front of a high school. Nice. Say say this film is old by using a quote from it, by not saying that this film is old. Are you ready? Mm. When Woody Allen says as a stand up, college kids are a great audience.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're no
1: worst audience now. Now they're worse women celebrating a birthday or a bachelorette party at a comedy club because the show should focus on me.
3: I don't know (laughs) why that's a popular activity to me. I'm like, you need to be quiet for an hour and a half. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. Eight women are not gonna be quiet for 90 minutes. Who shouldn't go
3: in a pink cowboy hat? Get out of here,
1: (laughs) especially when penis straws are present. That is just a recipe for loud, uh, raucous noise.
3: I
2: got a question for Brit was, so is girls the, you mentioned that if we'd flip the gender roles. Yeah. I feel like we're getting a lot of that recently. Um, and none of it's very good. Um,
3: here's here's my thing that I could tell you like a good, uh, mirror of it. That is, it's not a movie though. It's a show that I would say there is a protagonist who is messy, neurotic, uh, has, you know, mental health stuff, trauma, all of that. And at the same time, she is one of the most, you know, endearing characters I can think of, uh, and does way better of a job than neurotic ass Woody Allen is Fleabag is Mm. Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Fleabag. I tapped
1: out on that. I tried, I tried several episodes Uh and I couldn't do it.
2: I've never seen it, but I've heard, I I always hear good things about it, but.
3: It's one of my favorite shows. And like, she's not a divorcee or anything, but like unlucky in love, like all of that. And at the same time, it's just like, she's not preaching at you the whole time. You know, I don't like, I don't care who it is, what gender, whatever. Like if someone's just talking at me, Mm. I'm not going to like it.
1: I didn't hate it. I just didn't, I was apathetic (laughs) ago. I I just, there's no hook here. There's no hook for me with that. I just didn't find it interesting. Woody Allen thinks everybody in this film hates Jews. No, you narcissistic deflecting mega dildo. It's not because you're Jewish. It's because you're an annoying twat. That's why.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. So I think this is sort of what I was trying to say earlier, where it, like it's sort of contradictory because he's always on in on the anti-Semitism, but then he's like, he'll have the conversation about what is it? Uh, everyone, in, everyone thinks New York is full of gay Jewish pornographers, and even I right. think of it like that sometimes. So it's like. I don't know what your level of self-awareness is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know? or was he going for a shock value joke? If it is, that was a that was a weak reach. Yeah, not every joke. Yeah. Like, the jokes are funny, but they don't all connected to it. They're just hits that don't necessarily like continue on. I think these are shots on goal that are
1: nowhere near net. How about that for a <laughs> hockey analogy for everybody? Well, Cr- Christopher Walken's in this. I would love it if he stuck his grandfather's watch from Pulp Fiction up Woody's asshole.
3: Nice. Hell yeah. Bang. Bang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was that, that was, that was, that would, that would, yeah. This uncomfortable hunk of metal in his ass. <laughs> in his ass. <laughs> I've hit the, the time display button at least four times, and oh, we're only 45 minutes in. Shit. Oh. Wrote oh, that no. down. This entire film has been a therapy session between a woman and a man who needs a squat on a lit Roman candle. Cardi B interpreting Shakespeare as more lore than this tale does. Oof. The animated scene with the evil queen, a complete waste of time. Laugh counter time. Okay. Uh I have two laughs in, and we are 65 minutes in at this point. <laughs> Shelly Duval goes out with him. Oh, hopefully she shrieks nonstop in his face like she did in the shining when he starts overanalyzing everything and calls everyone a Nazi. That's that should be
2: her defense mechanism.
1: <laughs> that was her about, that was her entire role in The Shining,
2: just shrieking as Israel pointed out. That's because that's uh, because uh, Stanley Kubrick broke her mentally. Yeah,
3: I was abusing her basically.
2: Yeah, well, you got to get that
1: performance.
3: Yeah,
1: Shelley uh, Duvall has Jorge Pasada's ears and rabbit teeth. That's a combo that a mad scientist would <laughs> in a lab would never put together.
3: <laughs> oh man!
2: <laughs> you yeah, you definitely had much more than I did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: I've laughed two more times in this film that I did with Napoleon dynamite and the Rocky horror picture show. Mm-hmm. Two more. I can't believe you guys didn't talk about this one. What is the quintessential scene in this film? If you would have asked me before I rewatch this, everyone talks about the infamous sneezing Coke scene. What yeah. a buildup for such a mediocre payoff. I no, no stakes whatsoever. No one got pissed. No one said what happened. We we spent all this money for a Coke. There was nothing. It was just a chew cut. Okay. All right. That was put a, down on my checklist. Really? I mean, I and here's the, the thing checklist. that 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 was not in the script. That was uh, he actually legit sneezed, and that it was like the out the take, and they're like, "We're we're going
2: with it." But that's
1: good. Say
3: that is a fun fact. Yeah, he he did that. There's
2: our fun fact number number six. The makeup.
3: Also, what a fucking idiot! I'm like,
2: <laughs> what a
1: rookie. Hold your breath, <laughs>
3: right? Room. Sneezing on the prop coke.
1: Use. Let's, let's try this again. Use a quote to say this movie is old without saying it's old, you ready mm. there's no crime or mugging in la
3: <laughs> also was that even true of the time this is the
2: 70s no. right yeah yeah, yeah.
1: hello so the joker charlie, running around the
3: charlie manson for christ's sakes
1: yellow yeah. on, on drive 90 minutes of assuming that 80 percent of people that he meets are anti-semitic has long run its course this film had three to four lines that were amusing That is it. Woody Allen is one of the worst leading men I've ever seen. And I can't possibly find how people find him even funny or even tolerable.
2: So why did the Academy nominate him for best actor? And why did it beat Star Wars? God damn it.
3: That's crazy. (laughs)
2: Well, listen. Pulp
3: but Fiction why? lost What's the fucking the
2: Forrest Gump for
1: Christ's sake. I don't know because we all listen. You guys forget your the the the, the, the focal point is simple. Hollywood voters for the Academy Awards are a bunch of dickbags. They always make shitty choices. How many films in the last forty years we you going? Are you fucking Green Book? Good. Was I it mean, Best I Picture? No. Y- you're welcome. Thank I was you. about to see the that. found the founder. Oh. That film was neglected. All these other mm-hmm. films that never lost Shakespeare in Love. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Beats Private Ryan. What world are we Crazy. in? I, L.A. Confidential loses. Are you? I forgot what it lost to, but it lost. It, it's crime. That's that why. Was Forrest
2: Gump right? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no,
1: no, no. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, all the same year. That's I a think wild. I,
3: that's a wild year, though, and you guys. I know. I want to listen to the Shawshank episode because I do love that movie, unfortunately.
1: Uh, well, don't say unfortunately. It's a well, goddamn um, classic.
3: I I mean, yeah, I'm interested to hear what someone said about it. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I'm just plugging other episodes. Of
1: yeah, that's show. that. I have no problem with that. You want to give me free <laughs> promotion on my own podcast? That's cool. Uh, yeah. back, back to Woody. It, it's uh OK. His later films are fucking great. Match point. Love it. Vic, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Fantastic. Midnight yeah. in Paris. The aforementioned solid. Love Blue, it. Ja- Blue Jasmine. Great. Even Hannah and her sisters, despite him, Woody Allen is the same horseshit, annoying little fucking character. He is as one. No- <laughs> he, thank He's you. Himself. He is, he is as one note <laughs> as helpable Seth- anger. Oh, I can't stand him. <laughs> he is as one note as Seth Rogen and Stifler, but at least those two have made me laugh on multiple occasions. This guy barely gets me to crack a smile. Yeah, I hate at
2: this the point at Rogen. It's like, eh, it's like the laugh. There's nothing there anymore. 40
1: year old virgin was it. Thank you. That's We're it. moving yeah. on. Yeah. I absolutely hate this movie so goddamn much. It be me that people make Woody their comedy hero. It makes me nauseous to see people emulating the sound, his material in Christ Almighty, his look when you're out doing uh, shows and mics or whatever. His character, completely unlikable, mostly unfunny, and pure cringy. watching him in romantic encounters with women. We get it. You're neurotic. You're awkward. It just ah, no, but no one's buying that you're betting women at this frequency. No one. The, this is a film for people who have shitty taste in humor and sound like exactly like that annoying asshole in line at the movie theater we talked about before. I almost, <laughs> almost want to give this movie half a point like Israel did with Rocky Horror Picture Show. But this, I smirked a few times. The story had a middling arc and Diane Keaton is, is, is was, was a fucking joy. I will give this a one out of ten. This film fucking Great. stinks. Ooh. Stinks. Stinks. Whew. I had, size. when you chose I had, this, I like go, oh boy, I got to sit through this. Oh, 90 minutes. It could be that bad. Wrong.
3: Wrong. No. And I I will say like the way that, that, uh, you know, people say like women's, certain women's voices are like grating or they have that vocal fry. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen to Woody Allen for 90 minutes. You want to blow your brains out. Right. Like his, just his voice and his mannerisms and everything like, oh, and like you said, you know, just beating us over the head with it you're neurotic you're bad in bed you're bad with women it's like can he, he should have gotten at least one w on the board to to convince us <laughs> of any redeeming quality he had but he doesn't have any and i think it is autobiographical and i think that's how he is in real life and that's it
2: they
1: got me uh, a pharaoh yeah roofied maybe i don't know that's too easy <laughs> yeah, well, too easy yeah. of a joke <laughs> i wrote i also wrote down don't ever show this movie to someone who hates jews you're only making the case for them
2: well, I want to get the case for anti-semitism yeah you
1: are because if, you, if you're if not a, if you hate jewish people this is going to be a problem for you
2: oh
3: no and i'm like we're not like that like don't
1: <laughs> do you have to explain yourself a lot brit with people like i'm half jewish hold on hold on not like woody
2: allen just forget
3: I sh- he's not one of us i'm like yeah
2: i went to the kkk rally and they were playing annie hall yeah oh, you, are. <laughs> you are in clearwater dave i'm
1: sure there's a lot of that I'm kidding. (laughs) I've been to Clearway. It's a nice, it's a nice town. My buddy goes to the Hulk Hogan karaoke on Monday nights all the time and loves it.
3: Beautiful. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Well, listen, let's get ready to hear the old metaphorical hand job from the critics because you know it's coming. Critics, five star reviews. Uh, Hey, wait, where's the Paul Simon bit? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, DQ.
2: Oh, yes, Let's
3: talk go about ahead. that. Yeah, no. go ahead.
2: Go well, ahead. Let's, go let's ahead. just let could you think of a slimier character on uh, <laughs> the movie? And for some for a cameo, I mean, not really becoming. He's just he's like greasy looking. He's like he's got this comb over that's down below his his ears. He's shorter. He's standing, he's shorter than Diane Keaton sitting at the bar. He <laughs> <looks> <laughs> like Woody, Ford Woody, Ford.
1: Woody 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 Allen wanted someone on equal footing. I guess maybe Tom, <laughs> maybe Tom Cruise will get a next casting call from Woody. <laughs>
3: But, just I mean, terrible at least, at least he has a better face literally paul simon looks like lord Farquaad. he is so <laughs> hideously ugly and the thought that that uh diane keaton would be with either of the, i can't i it's just it's crazy
2: it, I, I, was wonder, scre- yeah. I was
1: screaming that doesn't happen i don't know. <laughs> that's my that's our thing on this podcast like, but that, he was but, like a
2: music producer the, though right so maybe you know well i mean
1: that I mean, in hollywood we all know that that happens a lot but you're like uh, I, how is it two two different characters in the same film male are getting a woman very attractive not yeah. a you know whatever and they are just repulsive shit. inside and out without any yes. redeeming qualities that's what just blew my shit for this film sorry any other I think, points at all, i think you're right
2: I, I think he was cast well maybe he was a friend you never know and Maybe the audience maybe felt differently then. But I, I do suspect that this was this was like competition, because if you had shown any other man who was, you know, six foot tall and right. normal looking, you'd be like, well, oh, fuck, of course, you should go with that guy.
0: Even even right. even. It even to make Woody, sense. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Woody's bearded buddy in Manhattan. You're like, all right, that dude, yeah, I got like could, him. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could see yeah. him running around, you know, getting some uh, getting some ladies, you know, that's sure. That's, uh, all right. We're going to close the book on Paul Simon. We're good. all right just making sure all right back to those critics five star reviews one of the most brilliant and inventive comedies woody allen's annie hall is is his most grounded and accomplished work bittersweet and hysterical annie hall is one of the most quintessential romantic comedies
3: it's not romantic to me
2: no it is bittersweet if that's the right word. In- sure, sure. I agree with that part. Sure.
3: Next I'm one, bitter. yeah.
2: A a
1: bittersweet love affair. Even though it's played for laughs, it contains more truth than most on-screen romances.
2: I hmm. mean, if you strip away the insanity, there's you know the hits and misses. Yeah, I mean, I do. I got a soft spot for it. I do.
3: If you strip away all of that, yes, the like, you know, things don't work out and then they do and then they don't work out or whatever, like that kind of thing. But yeah, it's only the truth if you're dating someone like that, which I hope you're not.
1: (laughs) By the way, this is why I keep yelling for the AFI. It needs to be revised every five years. Annie Hall, number 35 on the AFI 100. Get out of here
2: get the fuck out of here. it Should be revised
3: when new things uh, come out.
2: Yeah. I was really ha- really pleased and happy to see them uh upwardly revised raging bull. That was that was welcome for me.
1: Good. Uh, I don't know what where what it went from where to where but if it went up then that's I the right. Think it's like number 5 or 6 or something. I'm not going to go that far. Hold on, let's slow down. 5 I or would. 6. I'm I not. would oh, and if, okay, hey, if fine. any
2: if anyone goes near that fucking film, I will I'm I've got my Uh-oh. my bow and arrow. <laughs> I've got my sword. Look, I look I like it. I'm not. I'm not That's very good. Is, is it what
3: number
1: 5? Goddamn like, masterpiece. That's great. Well, that's solid. I'm saying it's not high, but it's good. Uh any <laughs> a- it's solid. I like it. It's good. I'm oh, like dude, it, it sound like I'm taking a shit on him. I'm doing a Cleveland steamer on <laughs> Raging Bull. I'm not so that's dumb. how that's how I feel about that movie. Is, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Solid just doesn't do it for me. I'm ready right. go to blows. Annie Hall, Annie Hall is
1: intensely felt hilariously, hilariously realized film about his own love affair with actress Diane Keaton is Alan's masterpiece. And it's a masterpiece among comedy films. Mm.
3: I can name a, a hundred other movies that made me laugh more than that.
1: The first 80 seconds of Caddyshack. I don't <laughs> know, when, when the gopher is on, which I hate when the gopher is on is funnier than yeah. this film.
2: Well, how, well, the bit in the beginning about the kid who's depressed about the universe ending—that kind, of, that kind—got of, a laugh for me. I'm glad it did. Critics, okay. critics, <laughs> one-star, critics one-star, one-star,
1: one-star, reviews. one-star reviews. The snark is high. Sorry, DQ. I love it. <laughs> Alan is our most literate comic, and our most comic litterateur. I already hate this person, even though I agree with him, as his readers <laughs> of his humorous sketches know. But his new pa- but his new film is painful in three separate ways as unfunny comedy, poor movie making and embarrassing self-revelation. See, I don't agree with that. And I and I hate no, this it, film. Do the three don't is, fit. Unfunny. The sure. The but
3: photography is good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not bad. Poor movie making. Movie. No, it's,
1: no, it's not. And it's, uh, self-revelation isn't supposed to be embarrassing. But this is just. It's no, insistent it, it insists upon itself as Peter Griffin said about Godfather <laughs> and it's just annoying. God damn. okay, next one. I know that this is an exaggerated character for comedic effect in the movie, but I really have lost all my patience for it. Amen, brother or sister.
2: yeah yep. I felt it I definitely felt it
1: a soft fuzzy mildly diverting letdown mildly the way this is blown up no my ass. this is on yeah. Mount Rushmore. this is a major letdown. And this next one, I think it really hits at home. I imagine it was more groundbreaking when it came out. Completely fair. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon, five-star reviews. Oh, here we go. Showed this to my 17-year-old daughter. And as we were watching it, my husband and I realized how many catchphrases from this movie are part of our lives. I think that if Woody Allen read this review, he'd ask what her daughter's phone number is.
3: Yeah, probably.
1: (laughs) 17-year-old. That was a good. I like that. Love this film. <laughs> Despise Woody Allen for who he is and what he did. Signed, Andrew Tate. Wow. I said five stars. Signed, Frank Rizzo. R-I-Z-Z-O. Oh,
2: no. Well, I like <laughs> <what> <mean>. Hero <laughs>
1: amazon one star reviews nice well my opinion of this movie hasn't changed since it first came out in the 70s i was a 20 something then and a 60 something now not funny now Well, not oh sorry not funny then not funny now what i really struggle with is how this movie won an academy award why would anyone find a movie with very little plot line an endless self-serving dialogue entertaining is beyond me thank you Next, Alan's constant whining is absolutely torturous, as is Keaton's disjointed schizophrenic portrayal of her character. Seriously, we all, boys and girls included, wanted to slap her even more than Woody. I don't know about that. We eventually decided that both characters tie Jar Jar Binks for most on most annoying screen persona in history. Oh yes. My God. We- That's good. Yes, we all. I put Napoleon Dynamite in that bunch too. another someone who needs chemical sterilization. (laughs) Yes, we all got the jokes. Don't think for a second that Woody's sense of humor is accessible because getting it in quotes is painfully easy. Appreciating it, however, must be a torture test required to be initiated into some some snotty film club or something. But I mean, hung, hot, young Christopher Walken, I guess, signed Natalie Wood. (laughs) <laughs> or Britt Miggs.
3: I love the younger Vermont. <laughs>
1: Next one, the self-involved nebbish hijinks of the writer-director Woody Allen in this film convinced the Academy to waste the 1977 (laughs) Best Picture Oscar. (laughs) Yep, they snubbed Star Wars, the much more consequential and influential film, for this creep pseudo-romantic fantasy life put on celluloid. Thanks, Hollywood creepy producers and directors, for kissing your own asses instead of acknowledging a watershed achievement in cinema. So please, if you're looking for a romantic comedy,
2: try Sleepless in Seattle or Hitch. Well, I, I don't know if it kinda of lost me in there at the end, but it well amusing. done, it <laughs> Well well done there beforehand. <laughs> well, the, the point last... about Star Wars, I mean come uh, we, on. This this is this is the Yankees
1: versus the Mets we're talking here. J V versus the you know, good one. Quirky is the best word to describe this movie. It is all too silly too often. It was like a series of one liner jokes written by a one of these stand up comedian in the Jewish section of New York. Which is the Jewish section of New York? Can someone clear that for me? <laughs>
3: All of it. I don't know. I'm just going to say, ah, <laughs> trick question.
1: Uh, very narrow audience appeal and not really laugh out loud by viewers, more like a little smile occasionally. The talking to the camera was abused, repeatedly annoying. It amazes me that people find Woody Allen good in this movie, maybe good in comparison to all his other film roles. This very well is the case. I found this to be a waste of my time that I will never get back. Signed, Richard Lewis. <laughs> And now <laughs> <laughs> I asked ChatGPT to write some jokes. G- DQ's like, Ch- Let's see if ChatGPT can finally get off the slide and go if it's 0 for 21 start against me. ChatGPT, what do you have for jokes about Annie Hall? Let's see. Annie Hall teaches us that love is like a great slice of New York pizza, delicious, messy, and leaves you questioning your choices afterwards. Wow. Let's see if the slide whistle works now.
2: All right. No, it's still gone. I know you want that thing to work so bad, and it's not. I, try, I know it's not. Damn it! It's not picking up. I put it right off the of camera. Well, maybe got you got to try to. You got to get it right on the mic. You no, know? I did. No. <laughs> I like it failing more. This is Carrot
1: top in his early years, guys. That's my impression. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: all right chat gpt what's next woody allen's character Alvi singer is so neurotic that even his therapist probably needs therapy after all these sessions
2: yeah definitely
3: yeah i mean that's not bad
2: well that's gonna go whole meta thing because then the, the therapist is even more annoyed than woody allen he's going through his thing and he's you know 10 times divorced forget it
1: brit here's a proof that chat gpt won't taking over any uh jobs anytime sure. soon You know you're in for a unique movie experience when the protagonist breaks the fourth wall more times than a construction worker with a sledgehammer.
2: That's not bad.
3: (laughs) That's not bad. You know what? It's not good. What's that? It's scary that that's not worse. Like, I see, I'm like, give it a couple of years and I'm nervous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what that joke needed? More words.
3: Yeah, more. Yeah, definitely more word economy. Yeah
1: chat skynet slash chat gpt 22 sorry zero (laughs) kg 22 oh my god dave quist did brit miggs gut the sacred cow
2: i think she did i'm willing to step aside and allow this cow to be slaughtered
3: all right
2: i will yes i agree
1: on uh, a point of contingency though your honor this film gut itself. She just assisted suicide (laughs) at this thing. She Kevorkian did is what she did. She said, let me open up a vial of some kind of cholera, open it up near the mouth of this cow, breathe it in.
3: I feel like I I had... To say something because no one else is i mean aside from those one star reviews but like publicly we have to stop calling this one of the greatest comedies of our time because it's sir,
1: sir you and i are a simpatico but yeah we i mean a hero
2: needed to emerge
3: thank you <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna say something uh, also controversial you know it's said that it paved the way for harry met sally when Harry about Sally, and, Alley, and uh, I don't love that movie either.
1: <laughs> hey, here's a secret too I don't care for it either.
2: It's all right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's propped people, up. It's propped up. It. By, by the way, by the way, un, since we just said that, we'll make this very brief. Billy Crystal is Woody Allen watered down in that film. He's the same character like how does she want to bang him? There's Mega nothing there.
3: Ryan right. In her, her prime. Crystal, in right. her prime and right. Billy Crystal, get right. out of here. And
1: his personality blows. It's not he's not yeah. even funny. I just that that blows my mind. Blows my mind. Why was that a thing for
2: like 70s and 80s? Well, how do these men get Well, Billy Crystal is funny and but um, much funnier. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're asking me to do that it, it, it would be the equivalent
1: of uh, 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 okay here we go george clooney saying hey lena dunham let's fuck nope not happening i and then I, she's I, the
2: she's the lead right and we're supposed to take her side <laughs> no exactly way. yeah no 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 no, like no, no 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 i would
3: no. agree with you i think Thank it's you. weird it doesn't make sense
2: that's gonna do it for
1: uh gutting and a half of uh <laughs> of, of of when Harry met Sally and of Annie Hall, yeah, did a little stab on
3: here. I'll come back and trash when Harry met Sally. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's one scene, kids. One scene is all that movie is known for, nothing else. And by the way, it's his mother delivering that one line. Kevin Goatee, Dave Quiz, Pretty Big, saying Thank you all. Later.